0: Good morning church, who's cold say amen, Amen. who's sleeping say hallelujah, Hallelujah. (laughs) we we get so used to saying these Christian words, amen, hallelujah, we we don't even hear the question, we go straight for the answer, right, but you are awake this morning, amen, boys and girls are you awake, Older people, are you awake? Everybody's awake. Amen. Praise God. It's holiday season and uh, we're having a, a family service. The Kids don't go out today. But don't worry, this morning's message is for everybody. For boys, girls, older adults, younger adults, real young ones like me. It, it's for everybody, okay? And you're going to be enjoying God's word. The the service will be a little bit shorter today. Usually we end about eleven o'clock. Today we're gonna end early. I, I promise to we'll let you go about ten fifty nine. So it's okay. It'll be great and we can enjoy our Sunday as a family and have a great time together. Amen. Hallelujah. Anyway, our theme this morning is Holy Spirit Power. Holy Spirit Power. A couple of Sundays ago, we celebrated Pentecost Sunday when we remembered when the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples, almost 2,000 years ago, but more than 2,000 years ago, and equipped the disciples to do the work they had to do. And in this message today, we're going to learn some of the things that the Holy Spirit empowers us to do. Now, you know, when, when the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples, they were a very sad bunch of people. They were very sad. They were, you know, hiding in that room. They, they were uncertain of what to do. They, they, they were afraid of going outside. But when the Holy Spirit came upon them, all of a sudden, they had the power to go out and preach the gospel. And, and on that first sermon, almost 3,000 people came to know Jesus. Before the Holy Spirit, they were afraid. They were insecure. They did not know what to do. But when the Holy Spirit came upon them, when they received the Holy Spirit, they went out into the streets. And they did everything that Jesus asked them to do. And they did it with boldness. They did it with courage and we are a result of that today. The gospel has spread all over the world. But, but that was then. What, what about now? Well, the Holy Spirit is still here. And God is still giving His Holy Spirit to those who want to receive Him. And, and as believers, you must understand, as we, we come to know God, the Holy Spirit comes to live in us. But you know what? There's another level when we surrender completely to the Holy Spirit so that we can do and be everything that he wants us to do. So today, the Holy Spirit is still active in the world and he's still active in our lives. And do we need the Holy Spirit today as the disciples needed them all those years ago? And the answer is yes. Oh, Yes. Followers of Jesus still need the power of the Holy Spirit because we cannot follow Jesus and do the things he wants us to do in our own strength. Imagine if I bring a little boy you know, from from the audience over here, maybe a six, seven-year-old child, and I put him over here on stage, and then I put a big barbell here with some heavy weights. And I say, little boy, pick it up. He's going to try, but he's going to go, mm, 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 mm," and he's probably going to get hurt trying to pick up that weight. But if his daddy comes along and stands behind him, I say, okay, son, let's go. One, two, three. He's going to start lifting, and that is going to help him. And all of a sudden, he can lift that weight. But guess what? Who's actually lifting the weight? Dad. Dad. (laughs) All right? In a similar way, guys. We cannot do what God wants us to do in our own strength. There is no way I'm going to love you the way God wants me to love you. Forgive the way that God wants me to forgive. Behave the, God, the way God wants me to behave in my own strength. In my flesh, I am too selfish, too self-centered, too weak, too scared, too timid to do what God wants me to do. What about you in your own flesh? But with the power of the Holy Spirit, we get to do what you normally would not be able to do. We get to say what in our flesh we would never say. We get to behave in ways which naturally we would never get to behave. So do we need the Holy Spirit today? Oh yes. Following Jesus is not a matter of willpower, but a matter of Holy Spirit Power. Amen! Holy Spirit power! That is what we need to live the life that Jesus wants us to live. So what are some ways in which the Holy Spirit gives us power? we are going to look at a couple of ways today, maybe four ways. There are many ways. We're gonna look at only four today. But the one way which the Holy Spirit gives us power is the Holy Spirit changes us to become more like Jesus. That is one of His main works in our lives, to change us, to become more like Jesus. When you ask the Holy Spirit to fill your life and guide you, He will lead you to become more and more like Jesus. The Bible says there in in 2 Corinthians 3.18 that we are being transformed by the Spirit of God, To become more and more like Jesus. It's a progressive thing. And the more you learn to follow the leading of the Lord, as you obey those whispers of God, those thoughts He brings to your mind, those inclinations He brings to you, as you obey His leading, you become more and more like Jesus. So you're in school, and you see that Johnny forgot his wallet on his seat as you went out of the class. So what do you do? Of course, you take the wallet, you put it in your pocket. (laughs) I found it. It's mine. (laughs) All right? It was there. And then you go to the next class, and the Holy Spirit says, you know that money is not yours, and you know who it belongs to. Go and give it back. And if you're sensed of the Holy Spirit, you're going to say, yeah, that's true. So when you get a chance you go to John and say, hey, Johnny, listen, but you forgot your wallet in class. Here, Here it is. And he says, Oh, thank you, man. I was looking for it. I was wondering, my goodness, my mom's gonna get so mad at me. But you obey the Holy Spirit. Instead of going home feeling guilty, you go home filled with joy now. And it applies to any area of our lives. Maybe there at work, you know, you want to tell a lie to get out of trouble with the boss. And and, and so you tell a lie, and you feel you, are got out of that one, and then the Holy Spirit starts talking to you. But you lied, man. You begin to feel convicted or guilty. you told a lie and so you go back says boss I'm sorry I I lied to you I actually did do that or didn't do that and you might get in a little bit of trouble for that but you know what you go home tonight and you sleep well because you have got a clear conscience and it applies to everything you know you know guys when, when when we get together and and it seems we cannot express ourselves without using those amazing words called swear words And it seems everybody's doing it. And so you do it as well. And the Holy Spirit says, hey, Jesus wouldn't talk like that, man. Why are you talking like that? And you go, ooh, that's right. And so you start changing your language. You start behaving. You start speaking. You start acting more and more like Jesus would speak. Like Jesus would act. And you do this because the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. You're feeling that little voice. You're sensing it. You're hearing it. You're being guided. This is good. This is not good. This is right. This is not right. Mind this. Adjust that. Do this. Don't do that. The Holy Spirit, if we allow him day by day, he will speak to us and guide us. Sometimes he kind of, you know, stabs us a little bit. Okay, Lord, I get you. I'm I'm listening. And if we obey his voice, what happens? The Holy Spirit changes us to become more and more like Jesus. As you listen and respond to the Holy Spirit, your behavior and your character become more and more like the behavior and the character of Jesus. Amen. That's what God wants for us. We are his children. You know, and it's so, you know, often you, you say, oh, but, but that child, it looks just like his father. I was doing a wedding yesterday and I didn't really know the family of the, 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 the bride. And we sat with the family and then the opa sat over here and the two brothers sat near me. And then somebody said, see, those two are brothers and they are his sons. Can you see the resemblance? And I say, said, that's true. I can see, you know, they, he looks like the father. And you see, the father wants us to look like him. He wants us to look like our older brother, Jesus. He wants us to have the same values, the same character. And the Holy Spirit will do it. We cannot do it on our own. But if you say, Holy Spirit, lead me, change me. I submit myself to you day by day, little by little, the Holy Spirit will change us. Change our behavior, change the way we think, the way we speak. Another thing the Holy Spirit does is the Holy Spirit sends us into the world. He sends us into the world. And by the word world, I don't mean going to China or Australia or halfway across the world. Now, sometimes God will take one of us and you will send us halfway across the world. Amen? Like our our sister Madalena, she's here from Brazil, but the Lord sent her to Africa. And she's busy in Southern Africa doing a lot of things for him. But for most of us, our world means the people around us who don't know Jesus yet. Who don't have a relationship with Jesus. They might have heard about him. They might live right next to a church, but they don't know Jesus. And God sends us in our place of work, day in school with your little Mikeys. Uh, you, you might find some friends there. they don't know about Jesus. And the Lord sends us to speak to someone, to pray for someone, to, to do something kind. Maybe you are not mind your own business in class or at work or whatever. and, and the Lord says, "Go in, go and in do an act of kindness, that way. Share your lunch with this guy. Go and offer to pray for that lady." And you go, "What?" nobody likes that guy nobody likes that girl but God says but I like him I love him and I want you to go and tell him that I love him oh I can't do it I'm so scared and I'm embarrassed and what happens Uh, but if you obey the Holy Spirit you're gonna pluck up the courage and the Holy Spirit will guide you and you'll help you to go there and you'll go and you'll share with somebody the good news of Jesus it can be very frightening You know, sometimes people think, ah, who do you think you are? You're becoming a preacher now. There was a time in my high school, people began to call me Domini. (laughs) Because when when I made a total commitment to Christ, I began to share the gospel with my friends in school. And it was, listen, I'm a timid guy. I'm an introverted guy. All right, I'm a South American introvert, okay? But I'm an introverted guy, and, and I, I don't like, you know, being exposed. I don't like confrontation. I don't like people to laugh at me. But I just had to tell these dudes because they didn't know what they were saying. And slowly I would come in, and the guys would be talking rubbish, and I'd come in there and say, hey, man, God loves you. Why, why are you talking like that? Man, and they go, ah, oh, man, here we go again. Uh, the fact is, some of those boys today are serving the Lord. One of my friends from high school is a pastor today. And he remembers still the, my days in high school. I used to challenge him and talk to him and so forth. And it's not nice because you go and then people begin to begin to call you things like that. And I said, you know what? Prophesy, man, prophesy. Little did I know back in high school that I'd land up eventually as a dominie, as a pastor, you know. But the fact is this. I couldn't do it in my own strength. I needed the help of the Holy Spirit to do it. Still today, I need the help of the Holy Spirit to do what I'm doing right now. When I go and visit these schools in the moot and I've got a face, you know, over a thousand little teenage eyes looking at me, man, I need help. Because I can't do that on my own. And you need help to go to your classmate, to go to your friend at work, to go to a family member, to go to someone that the Holy Spirit says, go to that person. Offer to pray for them. Go to that person. Do an act of kindness. Make a pot of soup. Share your lunch. Tell that person that Jesus loves them. Because you never know the work that you're doing. As you go into the world, you never know how you are going to affect that person. When you, when you tell them about Jesus, they might reject you. Then somebody comes and talks to them and they reject that person as well. But by the time the seventh or eighth person comes around, they're going to say, what's going on? Why are so many people telling me that God loves me? Maybe God loves me. Maybe there is a God, whatever. And statistics show that people need to hear the gospel, the presentation of the gospel, more than six or seven times before the penny drops. And so don't worry if you get rejected. It's not about you. It's about obeying the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're planting a seed. You don't know if your work is to plant a seed or to water a seed or to harvest a seed to help the person close the deal and make a commitment to Jesus. And I've been in all those phases. I've been rejected. My wife and I have our doors shut in our face. But you know what? It's part of the process. We've also had the joy of seeing people just open up and and receive Jesus and be transformed. But you need to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Amen. And he gives us the power to do this. To endure rejection or to have the joy of seeing people coming to Christ. He sends us into the world. Hallelujah. Jesus has sent us into the world. In Matthew 28, 19, he says, Go, preach, make disciples. And that message wasn't for those 12 or 11 dudes that were his followers back then. It was for everyone that followed him back then. And that message still stands to us today. It's not for preachers, missionaries, and evangelists. It's for every believer. Say, every believer. believer. Now say, "That that means me. Okay, you say that, right? It's for us. It's you and me. We all have to be part of this. We all are invited to go. Jesus said, go into the world. And it is the Holy Spirit who gives us power to do it. Acts 1.8. Just said, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. As you ask him to fill us and empower us, we we'll receive the power that we need. The courage to do what you have to do. It is also the Holy Spirit who convicts people, John sixteen eight. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts people of sin, of judgment, of, of, of everything, of justice. And so we are just being instruments in God's hands. He is the one doing everything, orchestrating everything. We are just being instruments in His hands as we allow Him to send us into the world. Amen? Another thing the Holy Spirit does to us is the Holy Spirit equips us with all that we need to do his work. He equips us to do all that we need. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit gives us special abilities so that we can do the work of the Lord. It's called the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We read about them in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 to 10. I'm going to read just a portion of that scripture. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. For the profit of all. So God will give me a special blessing, a special benefit, a special uh, unction to function, a special power, a special gift, a special ability. For me? No. For those around me. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are not for you, but it's for the person with whom you are sharing, with whom you are dealing. And so it says over there, to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the discernment of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. It's nine different abilities that the Holy Spirit can give to us at any time as needed as we submit ourselves to Him. And those gifts are not mine They're not for me. Amen? If he gives me a word of knowledge and I I say something to you that encourages you in a knowledge way or a prophetic way, it's not for me. It's for you. The Holy Spirit has given me this gift to bring to you. He gives me the ability to minister to you. If you pray for somebody and that person gets healed, the Holy Spirit has given a gift of healing to that person through you. He empowered you, gave you the ability to make that connection. And so, you know, you go and visit your family and you find out that granny, granny is sick. And so you, uh, you feel that urge inside of you, go and pray for granny. Go and ask God to, to heal her. And so very timidly you walk to granny and say, granny, can, can, I, can I pray for you? Yeah, of course my child pray for me. And so you, you lay hands on her, you ask Jesus to touch her, to heal her. And, and while you're praying, you have the sense, you, you want to say some things to her, some nice things to her. And you say some kind things to her. doesn't make much sense to you, but you say, you know, Granny, you're special, and, and I just sense the Lord telling me that he loves you, and it's going to be okay. And you finish your prayer, you go out and carry on playing and enjoying your day. Later on, you hear you hear that after you prayed for Granny, she began to feel better. You also hear that granny told her friends that those words you spoke to her is just what she needed to hear at that moment. What happened? The Holy Spirit empowered you. He gave you abilities which are not yours. It's his. It was his idea that he dropped in you to go and pray for her. It was his words he put in your mind to tell her. He empowered you. Be a blessing to her. And he ministered to her because of your obedience. And so we are all called and he equips us to do all that we need to do for him. Amen. There are many different scenarios and and different things that could happen. And probably some of you can remember times in your life when the Holy Spirit has instructed you and guided you to say something. But what I'm saying is this, folks, boys, girls, ladies, gentlemen, we all need to become more aware Of the voice of the Holy Spirit he is with us so let's intentionally say Lord change me help me to listen to you amen when you want us to behave more like him day to day let him lead you let him touch areas in your life that need to be changed When, when you go into the world let him speak to you and obey the first couple of times it might be very scary He says, go and tell this to that person. I don't know nothing about that person, but I'm going to tell you that you love them. And as you begin to respond, it becomes easier. And you become amazed at how true God is, how faithful he is. And you become aware of the joy of serving God, of being an instrument in the hands of God, of bringing his blessing to others. You become aware that he's giving you abilities, special abilities that are not yours. It is from him, but as you obey him, you happen to say the right thing, and as you pray, something happens, and you begin to see the wonder of God in your life. But finally, last point the other thing the Holy Spirit does is the Holy Spirit helps us to know our Heavenly Father. This is probably the first and foremost and one of the most important things that the Spirit does in our lives initially because without this, we always feel a little bit uncertain about ourselves. Last Sunday, we celebrated Father's Day and, and our message was about the greatest Father of all, our Heavenly Father. To many people, God is this distant being Far away, disconnected. To many people, God is the creator. He created the universe. And then he went on holiday and left us to sort the things out over here. To some people, God is the judge. You know, in the end, he's going to judge everybody. So when you think of God, you think of this old man, long white hair, piercing eyes, you know, looking right through you. And you get all goosebumps and scared, you know. But that is not who God is. Yes, he is the creator, and yes, he eventually is going to judge people, but above all, he is a father. And if my father is the judge, I'm not scared of the judge. Come on. If my father is the judge, he knows me. I know him. We're family. I'm not scared of the judge. (laughs) Hello? Hello? God is, first of all, a father. And, and it's too much for my peanut brain. But how, how can God, the creator of all this, also be interested in me and love me? But you see, Romans eight fifteen to 17, it says exactly that. The Bible says that we have been adopted into the family of God. We are sons and daughters. It says that God is our father and we are his children. Don't try to understand it. Just accept it. <laughs> Amen. He loves us. He has taken us into his family. And you see, it's the Holy Spirit that helps us to know. I know I am a child of God. Do you? All the things we've been saying today about his power, about his love, about who he is. Man, I believe it. I sing it with conviction in my heart because I know it's true. The Holy Spirit has helped me to know these things. And I know it. Do you know it? Amen. So that is a wonderful, wonderful work which He does in us. So today, we've looked at the following. The Holy Spirit changes us to become more like Jesus. The Holy Spirit sends us into the world. And the Holy Spirit equips us with all that we need to do His work. The Holy Spirit also helps us to know our Heavenly Father. You see, sometimes we can be a Christian, we believe in Jesus, and you're not aware of the person of the Holy Spirit. We just take it for granted He's there. But he is a person. And you need to invite him to take over our lives. To guide us. To surrender to him. I encourage you to do it now. Just say, Holy Spirit, lead me. Speak to me. Help me to behave more like Jesus. Guide me. Holy Spirit, send me. Send me to tell people about your love. Holy Spirit, give me the abilities that I need to bring your joy your love to people and Holy Spirit help me to understand and receive this this understanding that God is my father so now may the love of God the Father the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be upon each one of us as we live day by day in the power of the Holy Spirit to the glory of God and everyone said amen and amen god bless you have a great sunday a powerful week and see you next week in jesus name amen